William Barbieri teaches in the School of Theology and Religious Studies at the Catholic University of America, where he also is director of the Peace and Justice Studies program. He's the author of many articles and books, including a monograph entitled Ethics of Citizenship, Immigration and Group Rights in Germany. In the spring of 2018, he was a CTI member in the seminar on Religion and Migration, and what follows is a conversation I had with him about his research here at CTI. Thanks for joining the conversation. So Bill, tell me about uh, your teaching at Catholic University of America. What are some of the areas you teach in? Well, I'm in two units on our faculty there. One is the unit in religion and culture. That's kind of my main base there, and also moral theology and ethics. So in the context of those two units, I teach courses on uh, comparative ethics, uh, ethics and public policy, uh, uh, religion and secularization. I also uh, direct the peace studies program at Catholic University, so I teach a number of courses related to uh, peace and uh, justice. So one of them is a, a film course, War Ethics and Film, uh, and lastly I teach a number of courses about environmental ethics. So in addition to our program on religion and migration, you would probably have a lot to speak about next year on religion and violence, religion and peace. <laughs> well, and yeah, studies. I've been yeah. Uh, uh, thinking about how the whole uh, program of inquiries fits into this overarching model of integral ecology that uh, that I've been working on lately. That how includes long? the built environment and uh, mm -hmm. war and peace and uh, migration too. How long have you been at, at Catholic U? Over 20 years now, long enough to qualify for uh, free parking. <laughs> I won't be more specific than that. And so tell me a bit about your, your research interests. Uh, well, they've evolved uh, in, in recent years. Uh, I worked for a long time in the intersection of ethics and political theory, uh, questions that had to do with citizenship and with uh, identity. But um, around 2009, I started working more heavily on secularization and uh, secularization theory and the way that uh, the role of religious communities is changing in, in modern societies. So I yeah, I've got your book on Charles Taylor uh, on t secular age. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that was kind of the fruit, I mm -hmm. think, of, of that phase of my research. Uh, and then uh, from there, um, that kind of took me into a project on what I call the historicity of morals, where we're digging a little bit more deeply into how uh, moral perceptions shift over time and how that comes to be reflected in, in religious teachings, especially Catholic uh, social and moral doctrines, but also as a more general problematic that religious communities face in modern society. So I've been editing a, a book on that topic. Uh, I've moved uh, in, in the last few years into a more intensive study of human dignity as a, a very interesting problematic that brings together my interests in political theory and in ethics and in religious studies, to a certain extent theology. Uh, I've been uh, hammering together a project on that. Another interesting area of, of human dignity is the intercultural dimension because it's a, it's a concept that has to be engaged by different cultures. So that's, uh, that's one project that I'm working on and uh, I'm, I'm actually moving these days back to the issue of ecology and um, how ecology as a model is reshaping, I think, more moral theory to a certain extent right now. 
And how did you get interested early on in religion and, and ethics as a field? You know, with me, it was a classic case of having a, a particular professor who, who moved me. And as is often the case, I think that was my first semester in college where I happened to land in an ethics course. And that, uh, I think it tapped into some deeper interests that I had had that I brought with me to college. But um, that really captured my imagination. And then uh, the other interest that I had at the time was in, in different cultures. I, I studied abroad in China and in a couple of other places. And that was what gave me the idea eventually of trying to combine those interests in, in comparative religions and in ethics. And that was how I started off doing research in comparative ethics. And bringing all those, those sort of strands together, what's your project here at CTI been on religion and migration? Well, uh, my project here is located in the broader work that I'm doing on human dignity. And to me, it's, this has been a very rich opportunity to go very deeply into a case in which human dignity uh, as a concept is playing a very important role in shaping how we think about and how we act in, in response to a particular set of problems. So in my project, I'm looking at how uh, the international laws that shape migration and refugees, which are rooted in the, uh, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the international human rights regime, that human rights regime is founded on a kind of uh, um, uh, concept that uh, of human dignity that was not filled in at the beginning. It's very interesting. The commission that, that uh, drafted the Universal Declaration on Human Rights agreed to disagree about what human dignity is or where it comes from, but they agreed that human dignity is the foundation of human rights. So because of that connection, we have uh, a well-developed system of international laws protecting migrants, protecting migrant workers, protecting children, all of which uh, claim that they're grounded in, in some conception of human dignity. Then at the other end, we have uh, particular problems that migrants encounter, human trafficking, smuggling, uh, maltreatment, uh, detainment, where... Uh, defenders and advocates for migrants find human dignity language to be very useful in describing their plight and in, in reaching out to, to people to, to help organize assistance for them. So human dignity works on the ground in a way, and then it also works at this, at this theoretical level. And what I'm interested in my project is, is tracking those relations and trying to uh, think through how how human dignity language works and uh, and can be applied in this field, uh, and it's also of particular interest to me, given my my broader interest, because human dignity is a notion that resonates very strongly with religious traditions, mm -hmm. especially with my own Catholic tradition. But it's uh, it, it works well in other religious traditions as well. Um, but then there's also a strong kind of secular interest and investment in in human dignity language. Uh, for example, Immanuel Kant is often uh, brought up as a particularly influential modern defender of the idea of, of human dignity. And so people draw on that kind of tradition when they uh, organize movements for death with dignity, for example, or um, um, the, the, the dignity rights of LGBT populations. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get at uh, those those 
manifold yeah. uh, aspects. Have the there been day. ways in which being here at CTI have sort of surprised you or you've worked with other people in the program and you've kind of changed tack in some way? Um, sure, yeah. Uh, one very rich element of the program is the, the uh, international dimension where I've been able to encounter very different uh, approaches toward experiences with migration that have placed it uh, placed my own research in a different light. Just to give an example, we have a colleague from Australia uh, who has talked about a um, program which I hadn't known about where uh, climate refugees, islanders who are threatened by rising sea levels, have organized through their government a program called uh, Migration with Dignity, where they've mobilized the idea of autonomy and self-determination as a manifestation of dignity in a set of programs designed to uh, upskill this population and give them the, the conditions, the skills, the qualifications that they need to be attractive migrants who are then in a position to be able to, to move to other receiving countries uh, and, and bring their culture with them. So that's an example of how um, you know, discussion with my, my colleagues here has provided rich cases, which actually have been, I think, uh, informative for, in this case, both of us. Well, thanks, Bill. That's really interesting. And thanks for being on, on, on our podcast. My pleasure. It's been a great experience. Thanks.